Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reading. It's a delight to have you with us. Really, I'm very encouraged as our online audience continues to grow over many, many platforms. And as we communicate with each other with the spiritual grace and strength of the word to carry on our missions in life, each of us having our own vocation, but all of us united in this great pro-life effort. So I'm appreciative of that, and I invite you to leave your prayer intentions in the comments because this is a time when we want to pray for one another. So let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and of His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, You are not silent. You do not leave us wondering who you are or what you think or what you want of us as we journey through this life. Rather, you have made your word and your will clear in history, in the prophets, in the law, and above all and most fully in Jesus Christ, your Son. He is the word made flesh and he has left us his gospel, his church, his teachings and his grace his Spirit, who always leads us to the fullness of truth and reminds us of all that He taught us. Your Word, Father, is unchanging. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May we understand His Word more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest, and ate the bread of offering that only the priests could lawfully eat, and shared it with his companions. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. You know, friends, Jesus is speaking here about the primacy of the human person, the priority of serving human beings, serving human life. We've got a lot of things in this world, and by things, I, I don't even mean just possessions, books, clothing, uh, uh, equipment, our homes, our cars, our bank accounts. We've got lots of things, structures in society, structures of government, processes and institutions of economy, business, healthcare, the whole healthcare system. There are lots of things that surround us and in which we are immersed and on which we depend to live our lives each day. 
All of them are made for the human person. Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man. So religious institutions, religious rituals, obviously we worship Almighty God. That's the whole idea of worship is that we're putting Him first. But what the Lord is saying here is that everything that you experience in your journey of serving the Lord, worshiping the Lord, is in order for you to be able to do so. You, as a human person, do not exist for anything that is subservient to you. You, as a human being, are owned only by God, owe complete loyalty only to God. Everything else is relative. I mean, even our relationships with our most intimate family members, Jesus, this is what Jesus means when he says, any of you that do not hate. Now, the word hate doesn't mean hatred as in I wish evil for somebody, but it means you have to be willing to renounce even the closest relationships you have if the choice ever became those relationships versus your relationship with God. And usually that's not the case. But Jesus is just setting the record straight that, yeah, he is our number one. And everything else is in service to him and to the human person. So Jesus said, you know, what these disciples are doing here is not wrong. You don't obey the Sabbath ritual to the detriment of human life itself. And then he cites an Old Testament example. I'd like to go back to it because we don't hear this very often. It's in 1 Samuel 21. Let me just read the passage. Then David, the king, came to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, Why are you alone and no one with you? And David said to Ahimelech the priest, The king has charged me with a matter, and said to me, Let no one know anything of the matter about which I send you and about which I have charged you. I have made an appointment with the young men for such and such a place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread, or whatever is here. And the priest answered David, I have no common bread on hand, but there is holy bread, if the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest, Truly, women have been kept from us, as always, when I go on an expedition. The vessels of the young men are holy, even when it is an ordinary journey. How much more today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him the holy bread. For there was no bread there, but the bread of the presence, which is removed from before the Lord to be replaced by hot bread on the day it is taken away. Okay, so the rituals controlled all of this. But at issue here were human beings who were in need at that moment. And Jesus is saying, that's the sacrifice to God. When you are serving the needs of human beings out of respect for their dignity, out of concern for their lives, out of provision for their needs, there is the pleasing worship to God. There, in fact, is the very purpose of the ritual. If it is to serve God and to please God, what does God want us to do in regard to human life? He wants us to serve human beings. So we don't fall into this 
attitude that somehow human beings exist for the Sabbath or for the ritual or for anything. Government exists to serve humanity, not the other way around. Economy in economic structures exists to serve humanity, not the other way around. Law exists to serve the human being, not the other way around. That's why you can break a trespassing law, you can ignore a sign that says no trespassing, if you need to get into that property to save a child drowning in a swimming pool or any other human being in need, can you not? Suppose a, a person is suffocating or, or suffering some kind of medical instant, in, instance inside of a car and you go to try to help them and the door is locked. What are you going to do? You're going to smash that window, right? You're going to take whatever you can take and get to get into that car. Now, normally, you can't, you're not allowed morally or legally to smash the window of a car. In that case, are you guilty of anything at all? No, you're doing an act of virtue, saving and helping that human being. This is, this is all part of the same concept here that, that Jesus is, uh, is, uh, is teaching. Everything in the Old and the New Testament, everything about salvation history and the coming of Christ and the law and the commandments is about taking human life up to the throne of God so that in the end, the be-all and end-all of all of this, of human life itself, is the glorification of God and the worship of God. Key lesson for us, brothers and sisters, especially those of us involved in in pro-life efforts, it is, there is no way to exaggerate the importance, the critical meaning of saving a human life. It is, in, its, in and of itself, the honor and worship of God, and everything else exists for that purpose, for the good of the human being, unto the glory of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for setting our priorities straight for illumining at all times in your word the, the proper hierarchy of concerns, the proper priority of, 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 of obligations. Son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. He's Lord of the government. He's Lord of the economy. He's Lord of business. He's Lord of the family. He's Lord of our leisure, our entertainment, our vacations. He's Lord of everything we see and say and do and think. May all be done for the glory of God and for the service of human life. Lord God, in that spirit, we pray for the needs of every human being and of all those especially gathered here to pray to you, to listen to your word, and to intercede for one another. Fulfill our needs. Meet our needs. Give us what we lack. And may we always give all glory to you. And we sum up our prayers in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
We pray to have our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. Uh, in these days now, we are going to Washington, D.C. We are leading a national protest against Planned Parenthood on Thursday, the 18th. We are leading the national prayer service on Friday morning, the 19th. And if you are going to the March for Life in Washington, join me for the national prayer service. We'll be with Bishop Strickland. We'll honor him. You'll get to meet him. Mark Houck as well. Sister Dee Mark Lee Dixon, many others. Alvita King. Uh, we're going to have a, a tremendous time of inspiration. Then we will march, and at the conclusion of the march, the silent no more gathering in front of the steps of the Supreme Court. Uh, it's not any one organization or leader that pulls all this together. This is a manifestation of the entire pro-life movement. And in that, we rejoice. Uh, watch uh, what we're going to broadcast and and share on social media. And also the next day, I'll be out in San Francisco helping to lead the Walk for Life West Coast. We'll have a silent no more gathering there as well. So many great things going on here. Uh, keep tuned into it at our main website, endabortion.us. God bless and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.